Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. Welcome to NABWIC Talks. This is Ursula Odom, and I'm going to be your host for this morning. Jada is off making waves. She's doing things and and connecting with the community, so she'll be back next week. But today we have an awesome show lined up because we had a conversation just before we started with our guest this morning, and she told us that she was an open book, which means we can ask her questions, and so can you, just as the Announcer said just as you were as we were getting on this morning, but in the studio we have some awesome people that you're familiar with: Miss Jackie Perry of Perry and Associates, Miss um, Tonya Rivers, Moms in Construction, and she's also the chair of Navwick Talks, and we have Mr. Gerald Barnes. Well, you know what that is? We he proves that. We're inclusive, and he is a part of our wisdom team. How about that? Okay. And I'm Ursula Odom, your host. I'm CEO of Sula2, and we make old, new, and everything we do because we capture your story. Oh, that was a commercial, wasn't it? I didn't intend to do that, but it comes out naturally. <laughs> I stopped myself. Our guest this morning is Miss Virginia Murphy. And she's the CEO of Wastewater Industrial Solutions. And she's a woman of color. And she's been in business for 20 years in corporate America and 15 years in education. She started WISE, build wastewater treatment equipment, and provide metal fabrication. Through her program, Dirty Hands, Clean Money, she trains young men in welding, helping them become millwrights. Recognized for her work, Virginia was invited to the White House to discuss skilled trades. She supports women and minority business owners, and her dedication to service has earned her the reputation of an agent of change in Atlanta. Virginia remains committed to service and Okay, she remains committed to making a difference and defying industry stereotypes. 
Now, before we go to a commercial, we're also going to have um, Mr. Gerald Bonds come on and have a, a word of wisdom before we start. Ms. Ann McNeil is also our master builder who is the founder of NAVWIC, is off doing some wonderful things as well. So good morning, Daryl. Good morning, and I can't step in no shoes because my foot a little bit too big, but good morning, everyone. Good morning, Virginia. We are so happy that you made it here today. And just wanted to say to you all the synergy and all the power that's getting ready to come out in this segment of uh, NAVWIC Talk is ready to launch and go forever and ever. And, of course, we're going to have it in historical files for you, too, so you can spread it throughout your whole community. But we really want to sit back and listen to you, because I can talk and I can go. But it's all about what you want to share with us and what our Father really shares with us through you. So have a good time, and I'll kick it back to Miss Ursula, the one and only. You. And we are going to go to a quick commercial, and then we'll get this party started. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. And welcome back. And as we've said so far, we're excited about today, and so we're about to get us started. Good morning, Virginia. How are you? Good morning. I am fantastic, very honored and humbled to be here to talk to you guys today. So looking forward to the questions that are going to come from our callers this morning. All right, all right. So let's get started. First of all, um, give us the no brag, just fact about you. Who are you and what do you hold dear about your, your history? What, how did you get to be who you are? Uh, that's, that's, of course, a question that I'm asked quite often because I don't look like um, someone that belongs in this industry, but trust and believe. I tell people all the time, the only thing that's pretty about the work we do is me. Uh, everything else is industrial, <laughs> hardcore, metal, and everything. So um, I was raised as the youngest of six kids in a home where in the 70s, my mother owned and operated a service station. Um, she wasn't trying to break barriers. She wasn't trying to, you know, be the first black woman service station owner. She was trying to feed the six of us. Um, and so I just thought it was normal looking to see her do that. Um, or 
So I grew up thinking, okay, it doesn't matter what your gender, your color, or whatever. If you want to do something, just do it. I truly believe that everything I've done in my career, although it sounds odd, brought me to this moment. Um, I think um, my undergraduate degree is in accounting. I um, took time in education, took time in corporate America. Um, I've always had a desire to see our young people of color come to come, you know, become up and coming. You know, I've done things like incubators um, to uh, to try to teach young people how to, if you will, or make their mark in corporate America. And when uh, someone came to me and said, hey, we need some help with this fab shop, the one thing I know is processes, cost analysis, and stuff like that. That matters no matter what your business is. Did I really know anything about fabrication? But, again, if you look at my history, I've kind of bounced around a lot and and enjoy doing different things. So I I walked into a fab shop and kind of fell in love with the thought of building things. Um, You know, been in so many different areas in corporate America, but, you know, when you get to a place where you can see something be built and and, um, it's just a different feeling. Um, So I've kind of fell in love with it. And have been in it, you know, have been in this business ever since. Um, there's no secret that this business can be tough, that this business can be somewhat corrupt. So honestly, being very transparent, when I started, I started, it's all about relationships, right? And I found out that sometimes the most honest things don't happen uh, when you're working in someone else's business. And so I decided to leave, even though I was probably at the height of of, uh, turning this business around. I decided to walk away because I was not comfortable with some of the business practices. If you don't own the business, you can't control the business practices. So I'm thankful to another woman who, uh, when I left that business and decided I did not kind of know where I would land, called me and said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just kind of hanging around trying to decide what God wants me to do next. And she says, I need you to come see me. And this woman wrote me a check and said, I need you to get up and come over here and fix some of my equipment. I don't trust anyone but you because I've built a relationship with you and I know you know what you're doing. I didn't have employees. I didn't have a truck. I didn't have equipment. I didn't have anything. All I had was a relationship with someone who trusted me. And um, that's kind of how I catapulted into what I'm doing today. That's amazing, and I can totally relate. Someone walked into my office and brought me some pictures of a building that I know no one else has because there's only one photograph that floats around in every um, representation of that story. So when someone trusts you to bring in something like that, it's amazing. And so that speaks volumes about you um, for her to do that and to write a check, too. Now, my word. Yeah. But, you know, you said yeah. something that sparked a question for me that's off the grid. When you said that well-known that corruption is in the industry, well, give me some examples of what you're talking about. Well, it is a good old boy network, right? So you don't necessarily get business based on your experience. It's based on who you know. And um, being in the metal uh, business, structural steel, miscellaneous metal packages, 
I'm not, I wasn't very known. I wasn't very known in the wastewater treatment equipment business. People went to who they knew, no matter what their price was, no matter who they were. Um, and I personally lost a job because um, a city manager was paid off. Even though my bid came in smaller, um, the uh, city manager got a little extra bonus um, and suddenly retired. So things like that happen. And I just truly believe no matter what, I just believe that my God is a little bit more powerful than all of that. So if the job is meant for me, I'm going to get it uh, no matter what corruption exists. I think that you can still be honest. I like the ability to go to sleep at night and not have to look over my shoulder. (laughs) I like the ability to not have to worry about, and I'm going to get a call from somebody about some unethical business practice that I did. And one of the challenges I have, I have many, one of the goals I have in my business, and like I said, I have many, and one is to show people you can do this business honestly and ethically. You don't have to cut corners. You don't have to lie. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to steal. You don't have to pay someone off. You can actually be honest about the business you're doing and do a good job and be proud of the work you've done. So what are, the, what are some of the signs that something is not quite what it appears? Now, I have a question that maybe we can wrap up, wrap that question into this one. You know, it asks you about what kind of obstacles you've overcome, and is would that be one of them or not? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely that would be one of them. Um so what are the things you can look at? Here's the thing. We have to constantly ask questions of the folks that we work with. I have um, some I, – I don't believe that all money is good money. Let's just put it that way. Um, women have a thing called intuition that we're pretty strong at. And if you feel like a thing isn't right, <laughs> nine times out of ten it's not right. Um, and so – you begin to probe and ask questions, and you've got to be, you know, bold enough that you, you're willing to walk away or even, you know, as my mom used to say, stand flat-footed and question the authorities about <laughs> it. What is the worst thing they could do to you, not give you a job? Well, I don't have a job anyway. So, again, this leads to one of the other things that's important to me. I may not get a job, right? Uh, but that's not as far as I'm going to go, unfortunately, because what I want to see happen is that the things that happen to me in my experience don't happen to other women or even minority trade partners. Um, so I'm going to challenge the status quo to say, you know what, what you did wasn't right. I'm going to go on my own personal email campaign, <laughs> and I'm going to say, hey, somebody needs to have a conversation with me. Uh, I can recall standing in front of a fairly large um, GC and um, having the audience of several high-powered executives in that meeting because something didn't go right. And I kept pushing until they let me in the room. Um, and um, I, you know, the, the diversity manager was there and says, I've never seen anybody be so eloquent, but you basically beat them down. And they're still talking about you to this day. One thing I've learned in one of my careers is I need to be able to explain. I need you to be able to look beyond the fact that I'm a woman of color, okay, and hear me. So I can't come in angry. 
I can't come in. I need to come in factual. I need to have all of my ducks in a row. I need to have all my T's crossed and my I's dotted when I come in and have a conversation with you. Again, just like my mom used to say, Virginia, if everybody else can B pluses or A minuses, you always have to make an A. I can never come home with anything less than an A because she knew how tough it was going to be for me. So, again, and it's still, unfortunately, I'm still fighting that battle today. I have to be that's, better that's, than everybody else that's, in order to come into the room. Absolutely. Yeah. And that reminds me of um, a conversation my daughter and I had. <laughs> she came home with a C, and she had the nerves to say to me, well, C is average. And I said, who the heck told you average was good? <laughs> you know? yeah. So we had a serious conversation about that seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's unfortunate anyway. because um, it, it, it just, you know, I didn't think that. So I was one of the youngest corporate officers at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, and I was in that room alone, right, uh, only woman, only woman of color, right? So I... I knew that that was going to happen to me back in the, I'm not going to tell my age, but it was a long time ago. I find that I'm still dealing with that same thing today. But guess what? Mm. What happened to me back then has prepared me for now. That's why I say all of my experiences, everything that I've gone through has prepared me. So right now I'm not intimidated. Well, I take that back. I'm not, I've grown to not be intimidated in those rooms. Um, it's amazing because I spend quiet time every morning, and <clears throat> I can remember one day where I was feeling slightly intimidated. There was going to be some really important people in the room that could make some decisions about me. So I'm 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 a little bit nervous because I'm like, okay, I'm a woman, and and I typically go alone on purpose. Um, and the reason I go alone on purpose is because if I take some of my counterparts, because I'm a diverse company, I have whites, I have blacks, I have men, I have women. If I take one of my white male counterparts with me, they don't even look at me. They look at them. And it's funny because they'll look at me and they're like, well, I don't know the answer to that question. you got to ask her. So a lot of times I go intentionally alone because you have to talk to me at that point. And that's sad because sometimes I would like some technical support. I'm a CEO. I know dollars, numbers. I know enough to be dangerous. But when you want to get you know, some expert stuff. That's why I hire people. I'm not stupid enough to try to do it all myself. So um, they 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 are like, you sure you don't want us to go? I'm like, no. I will go alone. But I don't like the fact that I'm still having to do that um, yeah. and be nervous about it. But then, you know, in my quiet time, it was just amazing. This one morning, God gave me a verse. And, I, gosh, I got to go back and find it. And it basically said that God has no respect of person. To him, mm-hmm. everybody is the same. We in this wow. country play the same folks. And so you talk about walking into the room alone, um, but prior to going into that room, what do you feel about the importance of women or anyone as far as support in the industry? How, how do you see that play out where um, support is needed. Oh, wow. Um, so I have only my little small circle of the world. I was at a meeting yesterday, an open house with the GC, and this young girl came up to me and she says, I'm just getting started. 
you know, and I just, I just want to, since during the meeting, the president and name mentioned my name because we're doing some work together. So of course it draws people like, who is she? Right. So she came over, she says, I just, I'm starting. I would love to talk to you. And I said, I would love to talk to you. So how about we set up lunch? How about we set up some weekly calls every other week, whatever we can find time to do so that I can help you? Because here's, here's the thing I know. When I first started this business, it was hard for me to even find another woman. I didn't know about all of these networks. I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. I just knew I wanted to do this. I just knew I wanted to do, you know, the work that I knew how to do. So it's really hard to find somebody who's not busy, too busy to kind of talk to you about some of your fears. And you be honest, and you, you have the ability to be kind of honest and say, you know, I'm scared. Or, well, what did you do for this? Or, oh, you know, you got payroll coming up. How did you manage that? You know, what is cash flow? <laughs> um, so I make it my business that if I meet young woman, male, boy, girl, whoever, I just naturally start working with them and saying, hey, let's talk. Let me let me tell you some stuff that you want to avoid. I started a post, a leadership post. I did not want to do that because I don't like really writing. But I started writing a leadership post about things that are going on with me, hoping that it could help. And when I was at the meeting yesterday, too, I don't know, God must have sent me this meeting for confirmation. This woman came up to me and said, oh, my God, I read your post about opportunities. That motivated me. Thank you for writing that. I was like, really? I, you know, I wrote a post about women helping women and challenging women to, you know, help women. And so many women were like, man, that was dead on point. Thank you for writing that. Thank you for putting that into words, right? So I think it's our business to not get so busy. I'm, I've not arrived. I've not arrived. But I can definitely, as I'm climbing the steps, I can help you get up on the step that I'm on, and then maybe we can climb together. Um, I, I want to see I want to see more women in the room. I want to see, and, I, and the reason I want to help you and mentor you, because when you walk in that room, I want you to be ready because <laughs> they're looking for us not to be ready. And, um, you know, now I have the reputation of, well, if she comes, she's going to be ready. When I go, when they say you have to pre-qualify, when, when they say you have to pre-qualify or register to do business, before I go to the meeting, I make my office manager register me. So when they're going up about registration, I can say, I've already done that. So what's the next step? Hmm. It's nice. all about being ready, you know. I don't, I'm, I'm going to give you every reason not to say no to me. And if you do say no, I'm okay with being competitive. You're going to tell me why you said no or why I didn't get that contract or I'm not going to do an estimate for you ever again. Amazing. So um, on that note about some of the things that you've done, we're going to take a, a small break and talk about news you can use because it's all about informing people on how they can engage. So we're going to talk about the network that we're a part of, um, NAVWIC, and how you became uh, aware of us and your experiences with NAVWIC. So first, news you can use with Miss Jackie Perry, and then a quick commercial, and we'll come back. Jackie Perry?
Well, maybe she'll do that. Okay. Hi, I'm Vicki Antonio. I'm part of the South Florida chapter of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and we are excited to celebrate women in construction. What I'm most proud of about being a part of this organization is that we are a conglomerate of women who are doing great things to expand not only ourselves, but our local communities and beyond. Why it's important to support this organization is because, you know the saying, is that when you support a woman, you support a nation. So my name's Vicki Antonio. Please join us to celebrate Women in Construction. Well, thank you so much, Ursula. We definitely uh, want to support women in construction, and we definitely want to support our NAVWIC organization. So we do have some exciting things that are coming up. So we want you to get your pens and pencils and go ahead and and, uh, write these dates down. So some of these are like a uh, saved date. So coming up, uh, actually, uh, August 16th, one of our chapters is going to be uh, celebrating a ribbon-cutting ceremony where they are finishing up a community service project. So this is with our Atlanta NAVIC chapter. And so we encourage everyone to go onto Eventbrite and look at what's happening there and support them in any way you can. So if you can't attend the ribbon-cutting there in Atlanta, Perhaps you can make a donation or you can uh, purchase off of their Amazon site an item that can be placed in this renovated teacher's lounge that they're doing as a community service project. So we want to invite you to be a part of that on August 16th. And then coming up, September 20th, uh, we are having our NAVWIC uh, strategic planning meeting and reception which will be during the time of the CBC, which is the Congressional Black Caucus. So mark your calendars for September 20th for the meeting and September 21st for a grand reception that will be held at the City Club in Washington, D.C. Again, you can find that on the NABWIC Eventbrite. And then lastly, we want you to mark your calendar October 11th uh, coming up. We have each quarter a billion-dollar luncheon that's focused in some uh, sector. And actually, we just finished the one on water, water contracting opportunities. But on October 11th, we have a billion-dollar luncheon for NAWIC coming up in energy contracting opportunities. So you don't want to miss that, and you can go ahead and register again on Eventbrite. So once again, uh, these are all things that are happening, and we want you to check out our website, navwick.org, where you can also find things that are happening locally within our chapter areas. But these are our national events, and we know you don't want to miss it. So once again, Eventbrite, look for Navwick. Thank you, Jackie. And that is indeed news you can use. Talking with... Ms. Virginia Murphy, and she's the CEO of Water Waste Industrial Solutions, and we've had some wonderful comments from her so far. And when we left off, we were talking about the importance of support in the industry and networking, and sometimes um, networking comes easier and sometimes it does not. So, Virginia, how have you found, or how did you find NABWIC and what has been your experience so far? 
Well, Nabwick, I can honestly say found me. So your networking is awesome. Uh, <laughs> I um, was at a meeting, you know, and I'm like you. I truly believe your network is your net worth, right? You can't do anything without ah. without it and building those relationships. So I was at an Atlanta meeting, and the president came running up behind me and said, I've just been looking for you, and I really want to talk to you. And um, so we connected at that point. And I'll be honest, I haven't done as much connecting as I would like to do, but um, I truly believe in what I love the community service piece of what what NABWIC does and gets out into the community. That's huge for me because that's something that I do on my own. Um, but that's huge for me. I just think it's important for our trade organizations to have a voice and to be support to to be supported by us. So I, I am receiving that as a challenge to get more involved in what we're doing in NAPWIC on a local level. Uh, I even have met, my gosh, in Detroit, I think it's the chapter president, um, and I have had some connections. It's just amazing how these powerful women are all over. And um, because I'm not necessarily a local company, we will be doing some work in Phoenix um, in a couple of months. So as far as my wastewater treatment portion of my business, we will go anywhere. And just as a just a general, because people get get confused about what we do, wastewater treatment equipment is nothing but massive metal. We build the equipment. We do everything on the top side of the ground. So any equipment, and we love it when it has a lot of moving parts. We do really well with that. Um, so that's one thing. So I transitioned into miscellaneous metals, stair pans, mezzanines, handrails, because that's what we do at wastewater treatment plants. We just limit it to wastewater treatment plants. And that's why it's good to know your market because, again, the profit margin at wastewater treatment plants is a whole lot better than the industry standards for miscellaneous metals. So, you know, we diversify, you know. And those are things that, you know, as women, nobody really tells us. You just got to kind of figure it out on your own. and um, but I, I have figured that piece out. So we, um, because we can be. Okay. It looks as if we've lost her momentarily. So we'll wait for her to come back. Um, but, you know, that's like a cliffhanger. My goodness. She was about to get into it. <laughs> um, you know, technology does that every now and then. And it just hit us. But. It's just to make us uh, sit up and take notice and be aware. I think she's back. I am back, and I apologize. I am back. So um, thank you so much. But but, but, um, I'm I'm accustomed to being interrupted. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so we do we do our wastewater globally. We do our miscellaneous metal packages in Georgia and Southeast only. You know what's amazing about hearing you say that? It, sometimes you you hear something and it doesn't resonate, with, uh, you know, register with you. But when you start describing everything above the ground, I I started visualizing those plants. It's like, oh my God, she does that. <laughs> Those things yes. are amazing. Massive. I don't yes. even, and, and the fact that somebody figured out all of this stuff and then now you're mastering it, 
um, and putting it all together and making it possible, we need to sit in that moment and, and think about that. That's awesome. So I'm going to yeah. invite Mr. Barnes to join the conversation, and uh, I know he has some words of wisdom and questions to ask. So, Gerald, why don't you join us? Just wanted to just, I wanted to just sit at continue sitting at the feet and get the information coming in because uh, that's powerful. And as you said, Ursula. I was leaning forward about to fall on my face, and I, and it just dropped just in time so I can stay up. And now I'm ready <laughs> to get some more information. But uh, that's that's pretty good because we just had our water uh, utility um, conversation last week, it was. And uh, like you said, folks up in Detroit, Flint, Michigan, uh, W.T. Stevens, and the likes up that way because of all the stuff going on in uh, water-wise up in Michigan. NAVWIC is moving around the country and connecting strongly with each other in the sisterhood and, yes, the brotherhood um, to really support and do great business. What's your next look, fan, your work, I know you're doing stuff with the youth, and I applaud you on that because nowadays it seems like that is a challenge that we got to put all hands on deck to make sure that we get our, our next generation moving in the right direction. But what's your next move as far as what area would you want to, if you're not in, what where would you want to make your next moves at? That you know what I think at this point I finally defined my market and what I want to do. So, like I said, going into the miscellaneous metal packages is something I've just been doing over the past couple of years. I want to continue to mm-hmm. define that. I think I'm pretty. Um, I think I'm fairly strong in the wastewater treatment equipment aspect. It is a big boy network. <laughs> So, but I'm making a name for myself, and so people now know who I am. So it's pretty awesome when I go into a meeting and, and people are like, oh, yeah, 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 I know you. And I don't know mm-hmm. you, but, but you know, we, we kind of know each other. So um, so I think that I'm making that. So me as a my own business, I'm only, I think I'll be seven years old for my own business this year. Um, I feel like now I'm coming into my own. So as far as expanding anywhere, no, I've 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 pitched my tent, so to speak. So I now know where I need to sit, right? Um, and that that means a lot because a lot of, again, when you're starting out, you're just trying to reach out and trying to get money, try to get, you know, and that that's not always the best thing to do. That doesn't always work. But I now know that this is the space that I want to be in, right? I'm learning how to work through that space, um, and I'm, I'm going to sit right here and just expand in that. While I'm going, though, while I'm going, you know, I'm having to think of strategies. You know, they're not um, – they're just not growing fabricators and welders anymore, so I have to grow my own. So I have to be mm-hmm. a little smart, and at the same time, 
I have the opportunity. I tell I tell people I tell businesses all the time when one of the things I say is, look, when you support my business and you give me jobs, you are sure that there are people that won't come through your window because they can come through my front door for a job. So that's the kind of folks that you are supporting. And I am I I mean that. Um because a lot of these young men, you know, look over their shoulder. You know, I, I don't have a problem going to see a probation officer. I'm their mom. Uh, you know, a lot of these kids don't have a mom. Uh, some of them that do have moms and grandmothers, I, I talk to the moms and grandmothers. I talk to the wives. <laughs> I, I do. I, I do all of that because um, I need these young men to know that somebody out there cares about you. Somebody out there loves you. Somebody wants to see you do better than what you're doing right now. And somebody needs to say, you know what, just because you didn't go to college, just because you didn't graduate high school, I don't care anything about all of that, just because you got into a little trouble when you were younger. Hey, everybody deserves a second chance. Let me show you something you can do, and you won't have to look over your shoulder every day. I, I, you, know, I, you know, people say, man, that's amazing. But you know what I find amazing? That not more people do it. Why, why don't we try to help our young people? What, what is that about? I agree with you totally on that, and I know spreading that wisdom, because you're spreading the wisdom on this episode of, of Nabwood Talk. You got me studying a little bit, so I apologize, but spreading that strongly, and I know the folks down in Atlanta and the Georgia area are listening, and I know... A lot of other people around the country, if they ain't listening today, they're going to hear about it. So get ready for more expansion and more partnerships and more teaming. And my last question is, is this something that you see really paying it forward? And seven years, you know, that's completion. Now it's time for new beginnings. And you can take you it slow. You ain't got to go fast. <laughs> but they gonna, we, you're going to build. So just get yourself prepared. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it quiet now because I don't want to take up all the time. But well, I appreciate best, that best because I am to. definitely a woman of a great, a great faith. Uh, got to be faithful to do this because I tell you what, if it wasn't for him and it wasn't for my team, I would definitely uh, be in a situation where uh, I would pull covers up over my head, which I wanted to do many days, and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. But then the faces of Shaq and Alvin and all those, all my team, they, I look at them and I think about the kids and I think about the fact that they can pay their rent, they can have some food, they can go on vacation. They can, man, when one of them boys drives up here in a new car, I'm, the, I'm like, I just bought a new car because they were able to buy that car because I'm, I'm paying them every week, and I'm paying them a decent wage. Um, I, I don't know. It just makes me happy. It just, it, it's very fulfilling, I'll just say. Thank you. Both. Yeah, thank you, Gerald, for asking those questions. It, it brought to, to surface some, some wonderful things. Um, so 
one of the things I was going to ask or make a comment about was when you were saying being able to talk to somebody about the the things that are not going so well or how to avoid pitfalls, one of the joys I have in life is being able to share the good times, you know, when something goes well with someone that's not jealous and that's not going to um, make you feel like you're bragging. And to hear you mm-hmm. talk about, I bought a new car. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love that mm-hmm. because that's yeah. sharing in the good times, you know. So one of the things that was talked about in the last show, uh, a previous show, where we were talking about water, that the person made me aware of is that water is different depending on where you are in the country. Salt water, mm-hmm. fresh water in, inside the country, you know, on the coastline, whatever it is, each one of those things are somewhat different. So what are some of the most complex scenarios that you have experience and and um are the most profound uh most interesting thing that you've discovered. And after that we're gonna have Miss Tonya Rivers who has a question as well. Okay. Um, you know, for us, again, we're equipment operators, right? We, we are equipment repair. We are all things metal. But here's the thing that, that we have yet to be stomped. Um, we have equipment. In wastewater treatment plants, you have to understand that equipment is extremely expensive, millions of dollars. Most municipalities don't have money to repair, let alone buy new, Okay. Um, one of the options, we call ourselves solutions, one of the options, we can build it for you. We can build you something brand new. But we're so good, we can take a piece of equipment that's 30 years old and repair it to the point where the people at the plant say, that didn't work that well when they put it in. (laughs) Those kind of things excite us. We have yet to be stomped with a piece of equipment that we can't fix. We've seen everything. We've done, we've done it all. So again, not the people on my team. You know, I you will hear me talk all the time. I think my team can build a space shuttle, okay? But the people on my team, I've assembled, or God has helped me to assemble a group of people that, first of all, work well together. How many times do you know? Have you heard of an engineer that just works extremely well with a fabricator? Or um, my field management team, the folks that are out in the field, able to come in and tell us what we need to do, and we listen. That's not normal because the company I was working at before, that, that didn't happen until I made it. But here, when we get a project, we sit around the table, and everyone has input based on their experience level. Um, the other and cool thing about us Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, and the common den- common denominator is you. That culture is because of you. And oh, so I, I'm I would definitely say so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting here saying, "Hey, she's a woman. She's doing this." I'm so proud of you, just in hearing what you're saying. So, um, Tanya, join join the conversation. Yes, good morning, everybody. Uh, Miss Virginia, I'm over here talking to myself because um, I'm just identifying with everything that you said. One is leading in the door with your STs and then your leadership quality to realize that you got to remove those boundaries and take those lines, even within companies. 
yeah, you're in the field or your project manager, but when you come together and work on a solution, it just makes you a better outfit. And um, I love um, what you said earlier that you want them to hear you as not just a black woman, but just as someone who is the bomb and who is a leader in this industry. Um, we interviewed a Cheryl Porter, who was the president-elect of the American Water Works Association um, last week. And um, I was so, it, it was admirable when she mentioned that what meant so much to her was that she, the people who voted for her, the majority of them couldn't have looked like her, right? Because we're not, um, you know, black women or just African-Americans, period, or black people, we're color people, we're not. Um, the majority in this industry and the fact that you can stand out, you know, you have to, we have to be the best. And I love that you're pushing that because we push a lot to chase the bag, but we got to hone in and understand our trade, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing for us, especially as black women is that take some time and hone in and understand your trade so that you can sit at the table with everyone else and have those, those valuable conversations and get recognized and respected. Um, they always look at us as one in a handout. No, I don't need your handout. I need you to hear me. So I love that you're pushing that and you continue to push that in everything you do. I've been blessed to have a conversation with you and I'm still on high from that. And I'm glad that our audience and our members are able to listen to you today and take those nuggets. So I just thank you for, for sharing that wisdom with us and everything that you do. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. And unless all of us are successful, none of us are successful. And until we get that, you know, we're, we're not, we're not going to move as we need to move. We all need to support each other. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Tonya, for that. Uh, so now, believe it or not, this time frame has just moved quickly. So before we run out of time, I need to find out what motivates you. What's your favorite book, your author? What are you reading right now? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a whole lot of time to read anything but the Bible. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people ask me that all the time. I have a list of books that people give me that I can that I need to read. And I do. I absolutely love reading. But right now my biggest thing is um spending that morning time with with the word of God to kind of keep me motivated. Uh that motivates me um because for a long time I thought I was supposed to be a minister in church. That was one of the things that I wanted to do until I realized that, you know, Christians need to be in the business world as well. Um, and so I'm trying to be that light in the business world. And a lot of people don't go to church. My guys, some of my guys don't go to church. Um, but I walk around as the church. I call myself a walking epistle. And does that mean I, you know, lay hands on them, beat them up with the word? No, I beat them up. I show them that I love them. I show them that I care about them. I fuss at them about things that they needed to do better or uh, not necessarily about work in their personal life. So uh, that's what motivates me. That's what makes me get up every morning, knowing that I have an opportunity to impact someone's life every day. Because isn't that what we should all be getting up for? And that's, that's so much better than trying to get up and be rich, because that's, that's a struggle right there. But if if you have your motivation based on your people and making them happy, everything else will take care of itself. 
I can relate to what you said on a, a number of levels. Um, when I was in corporate America, um, I was in supervision as well, and <laughs> a young lady said something that she wished she had never said in response to something that I was sharing with the team. She said, Ursula, it's like you work for us instead of we work for you. And I said, you got it. My job is to open doors for you. And and then I, I thought about, as you were talking, um, what you started out with. You said your mother was your example, and you have turned into her. What you see is what you're doing. What you saw is what you're doing now. You're being the example for them that she was for you. You're taking it another generation, and that is amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. She Absolutely. Yeah, I carry so, her with me everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's obvious, um, and what a blessing that is. So, are there any additional words of wisdom that you would like to leave us with before we sign off? Gosh, I've talked about so much, but you know, I I guess I would just say, find you someone who can encourage you and mentor you. I don't care what level you're on. You, Everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs somebody that will right-size their ship, right? Because, you know, I can talk myself into a whole lot of things if I'm just talking to myself. So sometimes you need that person to, to have a sounding. I never believed in the power of coaches until I got one. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just someone who... I can go to outside my company because I'm the only CEO here, right? So I have a different set of issues. I believe strongly that I'm serving my team, but if I have an issue, they can't really – I don't look to them to fix a CEO-type issue. So, But I do have someone that I can go to both on a spiritual and a business level that I can say, hey, just pray with me over this thing or – Here's what I'm thinking. Am I thinking correctly, Um, you know, on issues that nobody else can really help me with? Um, So I said get your circle, get you some mentors, get some people that will will not be your yes men that will come to you and say, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard you say. And, 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 you know, and you be okay with it. You know that they care about you. That's why they're saying it. Those people who will challenge you. And say, last month you told me you were going to do this, or last month you told me you were going to take some time off and rest. Last month you told me that you wanted to be here. Where are you with that? Um, so everybody, everybody needs a circle. Everybody needs a circle. Thank you. I'm supposed to be closing this show out, but you keep hitting points. Um, <laughs> point where some crazy stuff was going on in, at the job and being in – you know, every level is kind of a CEO of that level. So I was I was dealing with something, and I went to my boss, and I let loose. And he came back with something that was like, uh, you don't need to take it so personal or something like that. And I, before I knew it, I had said to this person, I have to grin down. I have to grin sideways. Now, if you can't handle this, what good are you? <laughs> I have to talk to Oh, wow. Truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, I survived it. We we became friends after work. I'm not after work, but you know, over over lifetime after retirement and stuff like that. But um, I that it came became crystal clear that when you're dealing at your level, you've got to hold it together. But there has yes. to be someone you can go to and say, okay, this is the stuff I'm dealing with, and you know, the fire hose is on. And I get it all out, and then I go back and I. Turn into this calm, cool, collected person. <laughs> so wow. now, how do people connect with you? I'm sorry. How do people connect with me? I am on LinkedIn. Yeah. I think I sent um, all of my. There is a link um, out there. I'm Virginia Murphy. The name of my company is Wastewater Industrial Solutions. I would love people to follow me. Message me. Message me on LinkedIn. I would be happy to respond, and we can connect. Um, but message me on LinkedIn, um, follow my page. You will see. I, the first thing I always ask people, look and see what, what I do and who I am because I'm very transparent there about what I do, what my passions are, uh, and you'll get a glimpse of who I am and what my company represents. And, uh, again, just please feel free to um, reach out. Love to chat with you. Love to connect with you. And connecting with you has been an absolute pleasure this morning. Thank you so very much. And to our listening audience, okay, thank you. Um, And to our listening audience, this is for you. Um, To our members, this is for you. It is for you to share your story as well. Network Talk is all about what happens within our community and how we can serve our greater community. This is where you learn, this is where you network, this is where you grow and then do the things you do. And what we want you to do is come back next week, Wednesday. We're right here with another awesome show. I don't know how we can beat today, though. This lady has just... You will, you will. There are a lot of awesome women out there. You will. You have been wonderful. Thank you. All right. So with that, see you all next week. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.